Today is our last message of our 40 days series. And today we'll consider the ascension of Jesus. Jesus spent 40 days on earth after his resurrection. And then he went up to heaven. Last Thursday, we remember the day Jesus went up to heaven. It was Ascension Day. We read in Mark 16, 19. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. A more detailed account is given to us in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So what was Jesus doing those 40 days before ascending to heaven? Between the Gospels, the book of Acts, and 1 Corinthians 15, we count about 10 recorded appearances of Jesus. We've looked at some of them during this series, but not all. His appearances are recorded in the Bible. We know this because of what John wrote concerning those 40 days. He said in John chapter 20 verse 20 verse 30, and truly Jesus did many other things in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. And so Jesus did a lot more than what you read in those chapters in the Gospels, Acts, and 1 Corinthians. So we know that Jesus made sure that people knew that he was alive and well. His many appearances proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that he is alive. These same appearances also showed that he had a glorified body. It was not just his old body brought back to life again only to die later, like Lazarus whom Jesus raised from the dead. It was an imperishable, glorified body that they saw in Jesus. By the way, this is the kind of body which every believer will have at resurrection or transformation when Jesus returns to earth. He also spent much time teaching his followers. This is what we are told in Acts chapter 1. In verse 3 of Acts chapter 1 we read, To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs. You see, he made sure that the disciples could see that he is alive. Being seen by them, during 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. What was the topic of the conversations that he had and the teachings that Jesus brought during those 40 days? Well, the kingdom of God. Do you remember what was the topic of the first sermon preached as recorded in the Gospels? The first sermon that Jesus preached. Matthew 4, 17. 
From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was his first sermon. He began his ministry preaching about the kingdom of God. Repent. That means change your mind, change your thinking. Agree with God's thoughts and with God's ways. Jesus is calling the people to allow the thoughts of God, the values of God to dominate their behavior, to guide their thinking. That first sermon indicated his mission to bring humanity back under the governance of God. The kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God means to live a life where our thoughts and values are guided by the principles of heaven as revealed to us in the Bible. Mankind was created to live in harmony with God. In the beginning, Adam and Eve enjoyed full fellowship with God. God's kingdom reigned on the earth through Adam and Eve. God's intention was that His will would be done on earth as it was in heaven. He gave Adam and Eve authority and a mandate to do it. They had dominion over the earth. This had been God's intention for them. Genesis 1.26 Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And then in verse 28, God commissions them. He tells them, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Adam and Eve ruled the earth. Daily they had fellowship with God, they had conversations with God. And God's kingdom reigned on the earth. God's will was being done on earth as it was done in heaven. But then Adam and Eve sinned. And when they sinned, they lost their God-given authority to rule the earth. They moved from the kingdom of light to the kingdom of darkness. God's Spirit could no longer be in them because the Spirit of God cannot inhabit fallen vessels. Man had fallen and he could not pick himself up. He needed to be rescued. Something had to be done. And so, in the process of time, Jesus came to pick us up. The price of sin had to be paid and mankind had to be redeemed so that the Spirit of God could once again inhabit man. Only then could the kingdom of God be established again on the earth. And that is the gospel, the good news that Jesus preached. The kingdom of God is at hand. It is near. Everything that Jesus preached and taught was linked to the kingdom. Even the prayer he taught his disciples was about the kingdom. He taught, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
and every other aspect of that prayer has to do with kingdom principles and kingdom life. Worship, provision, forgiveness, protection, deliverance, it's all there in that prayer. And now, during those 40 days on the earth, it seems that Jesus intensified his teaching on the kingdom. The disciples had been with him for three years, watching him, listening to his teachings, having long conversations with him. And now, during these 40 days, it all came together. Jesus prepared them for what they had to do as he brought his earthly mission to an end. You remember, I've mentioned before, that one aspect of 40-day periods in the Bible was preparation for transition, preparation for another season. And so Jesus prepares his followers for that season where he will not be physically present with them. It was time for Jesus to go back to heaven and continue his work there. His work on earth was done. Jesus came to introduce the kingdom of God to mankind. But mankind cannot live the kingdom life without the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit in them. And so Jesus also came to redeem mankind so that the Holy Spirit could be in them and they could live the kingdom life. And now that he had accomplished his mission, it was time to go. So the Holy Spirit could come upon his followers and they could continue the work of proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. Jesus said that the kingdom of God is in you. It was a spiritual kingdom, not a place, not physical. For now, the kingdom is in people as we live by the government of God, by the rules of God, by the will of God in our lives. The kingdom of God is present every time the will of God is done. Listen, every act, every prayer, every word of encouragement, every act of self-sacrifice is a manifestation of the kingdom of God. Every parent loving their kids and bringing them up in the Lord's ways, every spouse being faithful and loving to the other is a manifestation of the kingdom of God. Every time you act in fairness, every time you act justly and fairly, every time you resist temptation, every time you do your work to the best of your ability, you are manifesting the kingdom of God. Right now, the kingdom of God is manifest in the actions of those who follow Christ because they love him. Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God to the hearts of men. Ha. But a day is coming when Jesus will return. And when he returns, it will be in power to rule the earth. At that time, the kingdom of God will be restored to the earth in its fullness. And it will be like it was in the Garden of Eden. God's will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. And so... At the end of those 40 days, Jesus ascended to heaven. This was the final event in the earthly life of Jesus. The Bible says the following in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus began preaching the good news of the kingdom. And he finished his work by dying on the cross for our sins to redeem us so that we could be part of that kingdom. Having completed his earthly work, he sat down at the right hand of God. That phrase, sat down, means mission accomplished. He did what he came to do. It was hard. He had to endure a painful and shameful cross. But he did it because the outcome would be glorious. It would be the manifestation of God's kingdom on earth by men and women filled with the Spirit of God doing the will of the Father. So here is why the ascension of Jesus is significant. Number one, it was the ultimate proof for the disciples that Jesus was the Christ. It remains proof for us today as well, knowing that Jesus did not rise from the dead only to die again, but that he rose, ascended to heaven in a living, glorious, imperishable body and is alive forevermore. Number two, it was a sign of completion. Jesus completed his earthly mission of redeeming mankind and introducing the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven to us. He has now the ministry of intercession. He is the mediator between God and men. Number three, there was a promise to return. During his ministry, Jesus spoke about his return to the earth. But on the day of ascension, as we read this morning, two angels appeared to confirm that word. Acts chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Two angels appear. And repeat the promise of his return. Since every word Jesus spoke about his death, burial and resurrection came true. There is no reason to doubt that this promise or prophecy will also come true. Concerning the first coming of Jesus. The Bible says that when the fullness of time had come. God sent forth his son. I I wonder how many of the Old Testament people, how many times people in the Old Testament began to doubt the promise of the coming Messiah. It was taking so long. But at the right time, God sent his son. Many today wonder if Jesus will return since it's been so long. But when the time is right, Jesus will return. Number four. The message of the kingdom must spread. Until Jesus comes, the message of the kingdom must be preached and lived. One of the last things Jesus said before ascending was this. Matthew 28, verses 18 and 20 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them and saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. 
Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. Amen. What things had Jesus taught and commanded them? Well, things of the kingdom of God. This commission was not just for those disciples who were with Jesus that day, but for every follower of Jesus in all generations until he returns. If the kingdom of God was the mission of Jesus, then it must be our mission too. We need to prioritize heavenly things while living an earthly life. Our thoughts and values must be guided by the principles of heaven as revealed to us in the Bible. Now, is it possible to live a holy life in a sin-filled world? (laughs) Well, not if you are going to do it in your own, in your own strength, in your own power. To live the kingdom life, you need the Spirit of God. And that brings us to our final point. Point number five, the ascension is significant because Jesus had to return to heaven so that the Holy Spirit could be sent to live in the believers. Jesus prepared a way by making people acceptable to God so that his spirit could dwell in them. Now, the Holy Spirit of God could come and dwell in the believers and enable them to live the kingdom life. The coming of the Holy Spirit will be the topic of next Sunday as we remember Pentecost, another important date in the Christian calendar. Those 40 days were days of preparation for change. The world has not been the same after those 40 days. Jesus ascended to heaven. Ten days later, on the Feast of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to empower the disciples. He came to dwell in the church, not just to visit. That launched what we call the church age or the age of grace. This is the period of time that we live now. It is a time to live out the Great Commission, a time to be a disciple and to make disciples. This commission was not just for the apostles, but for every believer. It is not just for the preachers, the missionaries and the church leaders, but for every believer. We are all to embrace kingdom life and to tell others about it. I want to ask you today to consider your life. What is guiding your thoughts, your decisions, your actions? Is it the ways of the world, the ways of the kingdom of darkness? Or is it the ways of the Lord, the ways of the kingdom of light? The Bible calls us ambassadors of Christ, representing our government, which is the kingdom of God. When people come into contact with us, They should see a reflection of the government we represent. This week, I want you to be alert to your choices and actions. Intentionally choose to represent God's kingdom by the power of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Amen? Become aware of that. Let's be agents, intentional agents 
of the kingdom of God. Amen? Let us close in prayer. Father God, it is awesome to realize that you have entrusted us to be ambassadors of your kingdom, to manifest your kingdom on this earth. Thank you that you have not left us alone to do it, but that you've given us your Holy Spirit to be with us so that we can do your will. I pray, Father, for every one of us, everyone watching, everyone listening, Lord God. Help each one of us to do what we do, guided by the principles of the kingdom of God for your glory in Jesus' name. And so now, may the love of God the Father, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit remain with each one of us, enabling us to live kingdom lives. Amen and amen. God bless you and we'll see you next Sunday.